Hello and welcome to Funny Business, the podcast for free thinkers. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford. And on today's episode, we have the girls from Cardi Gang, Kat and Morgan. Um, this was a ripping chat. And to be honest, I never thought I'd sit down for about an hour and talk about knitting and be so intrigued and interested. But I'm telling you right now, they're making it cool. Well, that's it. They've got some cool products coming in the works in time for Christmas. They broke some special news. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I feel like it's going to be a good activity. I think we should definitely get on the bandwagon and try and knit ourselves an ugly jumper for Christmas. I don't think I've got the patience, to be honest. I feel like there's technique and patience, and they're probably two of the things that I least have, you know? So well, maybe we could give them as gifts to our mums. Actually, they can knit them for us. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yes. That's called, uh, what's it called? Outsourcing. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. But seriously, this chat was unreal. Like building a brand, uh, building a community, building content that goes viral, how to build, uh, I don't know, it's like everything they're doing, it just feels so authentic and real. And I, I, I like how they're doing it as a side hustle and they're keeping their jobs and they're doing interesting things, always learning. Uh, just, this is a grouse chat, one of, one of my favourites, really. Morgan and Kat, thank you so much for jumping on and chatting with us on the Funny Business Podcast. For those listening at home, tell us who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Morgan and I'm Kat um, and we are the co-founders of Cardi Gang. So how- Cardi- oh, yeah, yeah, get into it. How, how did it all start? <laughs> so Cardi Gang, um, we're a DIY knit kit business. So we sell basically the wool, the needles, the pattern, everything you need to knit your own jumper and we're 100% beginner friendly. So even if you've never knitted before, um, you can knit yourself a jumper and strut around town knowing that you've made your own masterpiece. <laughs> How, good, how does it work then? Was it, is it a video? Is it instructions? What was the first like thing that you done? Yeah, right. So we wrote all the patterns. Um, so it, when you get your pack, you get like a written out pattern, which has a QR code because everybody loves a QR code these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you scan that, it takes you to a blog and it's got all of our videos of like how to do each stage throughout um, the sort of the pattern. But we also have a knitting hotline, which is also our Instagram DM. So we get people at all times and it tends to be like 10 o'clock at night being like, shit, what do I do? Like I've got an extra stitch or what do I do? I've got this big hole. And we're like, all right, troubleshoot. And as two beginner knitters ourselves, like we're absolutely not pros. It's a bit of trial and error. We're like, yeah, sure, that looks great. Like let's try this. Um, but, yeah, so we try to keep it as engaging and um kind of make sure that we're supporting them throughout the whole process because it is quite daunting if you get a kit. But, yeah, we are proof in the pudding that anybody can knit themselves a masterpiece. Yeah. This is one of these episodes where I know that both Locke and my mum are going to be, like, glued to this episode. My mum has <laughs> always been knitting. I've, I've got a baby girl on the way and she keeps sending me things like, oh, I'm knitting these little booties or I'm knitting this fucking new thing. And She's got a sleep mask, but you know, like, she's three months old. <laughs> my mum's got beanies for us. Your yeah. mum... Loves oh, that loves, sort of stuff. Loves all the DIY. I, I feel yeah. like this is such a like in the middle of like the timing. Was this an idea that you'd had pre-COVID, or you thought this is something that people are taking up during COVID? Let's fucking get on the knitting bad bandwagon. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the knitting bandwagon. I know. Literally, if you had spoken to us twelve months ago, we we had just started knitting ourselves, and we never thought we would have a knitting business. Um, <laughs> Hang on. We, so you never knitted before? Never knitted before. What was this? Just like, oh, this is something that's going to take off. Let's fucking. We, we were those people that were like, let's find an activity during COVID. And everyone was cooking sourdough or like Marie Condoing 
their wardrobes and we've probably thrown out 90% of our wardrobes by this point and we're looking for something else. So we're like, shit, let's knit something um, and, yeah, learn a new skill. So neither of us had ever done it. No. So we ordered knit kits online. They took forever to arrive because we bought them from overseas because there, there wasn't any, any product like that in Oz. Um, and literally, like, over Zoom, the two of us would, like, we taught each other to knit using YouTube and catching up. And we were actually doing a book club at the time, like a virtual <laughs> book club. And every time virtual book club was on, we'd show the rest of the group, like, how much knitting we'd gotten through <laughs> and, like, how the jumper was coming together. Yeah. And then literally from there, we were like, this is really, obviously, like, really fun. Nowhere near as hard as you think it is. Mm. Um ways definitely to improve the 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 process um in terms of like customizing it more for beginners making it more beginner friendly um doing the how-to videos etc but yeah we were like "Mm, this could be something that we could turn into a business and so yeah like literally we've how long have we been going for now 10 months yeah yeah and at that point there was nowhere that you could get Australian merino and so for us the first thing that we looked for when we were looking for this idea of a knit kit because we'd never heard of them before we were like Australian and there was nobody um so that's why we went overseas and we thought there's such an opportunity like we have such great merino wool here like why is nobody capitalizing on this um so yeah the idea we're like well if we're looking for it there's got to be other people that want this but we didn't realize that there were as many people that wanted it i think it's perfect too because you're learning yourself as you're sort of starting so you know exactly what the fuck people need you know absolutely and i think too like we everything all of our patterns were like they use like two stitches you know like anybody can knit any of these patterns and i think that's why it's been so powerful and people have picked up on it really quickly because you do get this real rush of like dopamine. Cause like, Oh, I made this. Like, it, even if it looks a bit, you know, like it's been attacked by moths, like I made this jumper. Um, how cool am I? Yeah. You, you mentioned 10 months ago since you kicked it off, what were you both doing at the time and how did that go from let's start taking up a hobby of doing some knitting to let's run this as a business? Mm. So we were both working full-time at the time and we are still both working full-time. So this is very much a side hustle for us. Um, I think we, so Kat and I worked together um, previously in marketing roles um, and sort of knew that we wanted to start some sort of side hustle at some point and we'd sort of thrown around a few ideas before. Did not think knitting would be the thing that sticked. <laughs> Wasn't on the vision board. some of the other ideas? Yeah, you remember any of the other um, ideas? Yeah, like we were going to do... Um, like a, we're going to start a website for um, photographers to sell their prints um, and kind of do the sort of full service from like purchase through framing and delivery for photographers. Um, what else were we going to do? Oh, look, there were some that just, they some. were like conversations but never really stuck. But we'd always like with the framing idea, we built out this whole strategy pack because we love PowerPoint. Like as two corporate girls, we're like, this is the best thing ever. Um, And it was something really fun to do. And then as, yeah, Morg said, you know, during lockdown, we were like, well, we've got time. Like we can't go anywhere. We love this idea of like knit kits. Um, And so from there, we just started building out our brand strategy because as two marketers, like branding for us is, almost everything you know anyone can build a product but not everyone can build a brand 
So we knew straight up that that was really important and that was really fun because we've never built something for ourselves and like mm. had total control over a, a brand like that. Mm. Are you looking at the data when you're coming up with these new ideas and stuff or are you just thinking more like maybe a mix of both of in your head going, oh, that'd be cool. I want to I check that out. Is that how it sort of starts? Like being a bit curious about trends and then, or are you just looking at the data yeah. and just going, there's gaps there, let's start this? It's a bit of both. Like we definitely yeah. like um, had some rigor to it in terms of looking at trends and, and making sure that there was like interest within the Australian market for knitting, yeah. um, which seems like a no-brainer, but absolutely like in terms of like the competitive set um, and um, and what the kind of trends towards not just knitting, but the, all the things around it, like kind of mindfulness, um, sort of slow fashion, slow fashion, um, yeah, so definitely kind of did that research. But also it was quite a gut feeling. Like we mm-hmm. kind of, when we knitted them ourselves and we got that feeling of like the pride and people were actually asking us like, where did you get your knit from? And knit one for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, there is absolutely something in this that yeah. the pride that comes with making it yourself and wanting to show it off is going to generate, like that. I think that's the thing that drives so um, brand. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the organic shareable content. I look at that and I go, what you girls do, the product itself, like people want to brag about it at the end of it. Of course, they're going to post it and they're going to share it. They're going to tag and say, look how sick this is. Is that most of that stuff? It's like a referral yeah. program. Yeah. Is that how most of the business has grown or how it's grown? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we we probably didn't appreciate how powerful it was. Cause you know, like both of us, like yes, we're on Instagram, but we're not like super, super active. So for us, it was pretty astonishing to see just how much people were willing to share. And we have, like, talking about tools that we love, we have a reviews plugin on our website and we reward people if they share a photo with their review. And 90% of the reviews have people in their nits, so like, with this look of pride and they're like, oh, I made this, like, how cool do I look? Um, and just having people share stuff, like, the growth was pretty amazing. You know, we were lucky enough that organically we had some people with like really big audiences stumble upon our brand and buy their own kits and then they started sharing it and then from there it just skyrocketed what was Um, the first version of that like what was it did you add all these things as you went or did you launch it with all these like with the reviews in mind and all that or did you just add them we everything has i mean it's the beauty of working for yourself you know like you can you get one piece of feedback and you're like, oh, implement it. Or like, oh, we should do this. And then straight away you've got a reviews app and we're like, hey, what do we do with it? Like, how do we make this work? Like, we've changed the colours. Like, does it, you know, go out? Um, so, yeah, we've been, you know, we always say that our business wouldn't be as, like, wouldn't be doing as well as it is if we weren't listening to our customers. So we do get a lot of um, feedback and we're really quick to kind of implement that on the fly you know we are very fast and loose and we kind of laugh about it all the time like we do have rigor around what we do but we're also two cowboys that are like sure like let's give it a crack um (laughs) that's the same similar feeling it's just like it's our fucking i don't know i don't know about you girls but starting this pod and having that feeling and the momentum it just feels fucking awesome like every day is hard you're always putting out fires and you're balancing out shit but i feel like you guys feel like on a mission or something you know what i mean it's like this is really taken off Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned momentum, that's like one of our, like we've got kind of four guiding sort of business principles. Don't ask me what they are in (laughs) detail. (laughs) (laughs) But momentum is like number one. It's like, like done is better than perfect. And like just maintain that momentum because, um, yeah, like that's what's going to continue to drive you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We also had Think Like a CEO. So when we started, we, um, like I was going through some career coaching at the time and we were like um, Carter Gang was sort of at a fledgling, an idea, and the like my coach was like, if you're going to do it, like just commit and think like a CEO because we're like, oh, if we buy like 40 sets of needles, you know, like maybe we'll sell them, maybe we won't. She's like, just go all in. Like don't spend all your money and like put yourself in a position where you can't afford it but like take the risk and if you're going to do it, just like give it your all. Um, yeah. Red hot crack, I love oh, that. I, say, I want to really ask about too many the name Car- Cardi Gang. You know, <laughs> like building a community. You mentioned everyone can anyone can build a product, but not many people can build a brand. Mm. What goes into building a brand for you? Gosh, I mean, the name is kind of just one of those really happy sort of things that Kat stumbled upon it. Kind of when we were talking, yeah, yeah we were talking about <laughs> how is that idea. still available? Because honestly, it sounds too good to be true. I know we were shocked because we were coming up with ideas and we were like oh like cozy kits or like what about this and then it came and we were like oh my god how does no one have this so the first thing we did was like register the name and the domain because we're like if someone else is thinking about this like they're going to steal it from us um and from there like the brand was born you know like morgs has such a strong brand strategy background and like really i think the name in itself does so much and it was really organic from there in terms of like our visual identity and yeah we did like you asked us sort of how we started and I think like we had the idea and then we did sort of go straight into okay well what's the brand strategy what's that insight that we spoke about like the bragging and the pride that comes with it and we built out a brand around that like a tone of voice to kind of you know the traits of the brand the visual identity Nothing like crazy over-engineered, but it just gave us a really good point to start from. And I think that we've been able to really kind of keep the core of that brand true as we've grown. Yeah. What about the community aspect? I'm sure you've had lots of people who are um, who have taken on projects as like an activity to stay connected during lockdown. Is that something yeah. that really helped yeah. with the community? I'm sure there would have been like lots of mother-daughter yeah. combos or mother-grandma or son and dad, maybe. Any son and dad combos or not? No, don't you? You'll be in it in no time. We're actually about to launch unisex because we've seen such a movement of the guys wanting to get in on some of the action. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, again, something that we probably underestimated, like we felt it ourselves, like we started needing to stay connected. Um but seeing some of, and it comes back to the reviews and people sharing their content. You know, we've had some customers say it's allowed them to reconnect with their grandparents, you know, like, because who are you going to call if you get stuck? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, me, help me. Like, I've dropped a stitch. What do I do? Um, that even, you know, because we can't travel, we've got friends interstate or overseas knitting together. Um, and parent, like, mums knitting to send their daughters a jumper. Or, like, the daughter will buy it, send it to their mum, mum will knit it, and then she gets to wear it. So there is this real sense of connection and, you know, it's also a great um, balm to lockdowns and the anxiety that comes with that. There's such a mental health aspect. Yeah, to de-stress. Like we've had a lot of customers say it's amazing to get off my phone and just have something else to keep my hands busy. Um, and like our, our, you talk, we talked about community briefly and I think we'll talk about it some more, but like our community is amazing in that they will share like their successes and then you know their finished jumpers but they'll also share like what the experience did for them and like we've had some people say you know I've um, left my job for now because of just burnout and everything that's you know going on in the world and like this kit has like literally given me something to do and something to connect with other people about and 
yeah, I think like that is amazing and something that we're really, we're really actually looking to kind of amplify in this next stage of, of the sort of product development. Like how can we kind of foster more of that connection and sort of yeah. maybe build some of that into the product? I was going to ask you, you, like your brain must be firing now with, with all these people coming back and going, they're loving it. And like, how do we build out more of these connections? How do we build this yeah. brand out to be fucking massive? I'm sure you've got big plans in the future. How do you sort of sift through and plan it out and make sure you're sort of ticking along and sort of yeah. not do it, taking on too much at a time? We are queens of let's do everything. So yeah. like we have, we have sticky note sessions where we're like, all right, let's prioritize, you know, high value versus low versus like, effort um and even then we're like oh these are 30 great ideas it would be low effort and high return but so it is hard to prioritize and you know we kind of identified that you know with the amount of time that we have to put into the business we have to be laser focused on what's going to sort of reap the most reward so we did get a business coach sort of about a month ago and she's been amazing in terms of helping us identify blind spots as well to be like, oh, this is a great opportunity and it's not something that you've even thought about. And like, oh, crap, like <laughs> let's park that and let's do this. Um, so, yeah, it is really about prioritising because as a small business owner, your to-do list is always going to be there. You're never going to get to the bottom of it. So it's just about picking off like the really, really important things. Yeah. What about, the ba- what about balancing work with a side hustle? I think this is something yeah. that when... We, we've talked about it with anyone who's been in this position is it's just you have to be relentlessly committed to doing this. It's like there's no days off. You finish your job. You start more hours. You have um, to love, You have to be passionate about what you're fucking doing or else you're fucking okay. how have you fucking How have you both gone with the balance? Yeah, I think like we've had our ups and downs. Like you're right. You have to be really passionate about it. And, and actually that's what we kind of pull ourselves back to. If we're kind of getting a bit like, holy crap, we've bitten off way more than we can chew here. We're like, okay, well, why did we start Card Again? We started it to have fun, right? Like we started it because we wanted to build something, be proud of it and have fun while we do it. And so if what we're doing is not fun, then let's just sort of take a step back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's relentless, right? Like you work, we, we try and get into a practice where we connect every morning before we start our full-time jobs so that we go, okay, what's the priorities for today? Um, then we do our full-time jobs. And then at the end of the day, we're literally either packing orders, we're knitting new samples, we're doing the social media, we're planning campaigns, we're like doing what our weekends. The same, same on weekends. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were um we were chatting to our accountant just about stuff. And he was like, So how much time do you reckon you put into cardigan? And we're like, oh my God, we calculated in one week we did about 40 hours on top of our day, like our day jobs. So it can get really intense. And I think that's why. You know, now we outsource our packing. We have two like awesome people helping us out um, because it is something you, because we love it and we're so passionate, you do get sucked in and it's really important to just pull yourself out and be like, if we're not healthy and if we're not looking after ourselves, like the business cannot grow. So it's it's as important as, as important like prioritizing our health as well as the momentum of the business yeah oh i love that because sometimes we talk and we're like we know we're about to smash it for like two weeks and it's like fuck it's got an end date so it's like light at the end of the tunnel and it's like but yeah. you can't maintain no. the, you can't sustain the fucking that pace you know and no, the mind I, ticking you need to, you'll burn out like absolutely and you just still want to be like your relationships are kind of the first thing that goes like my poor partner he's like where are you starting I'm like oh the warehouse like so just making time for like you know to walk our dogs or to just yeah give ourselves our own 
moments as well. Yeah. That's I the hardest part. That's the hardest part, I reckon, is the, is the relationships. And not many yeah. people talk about it because it's just like so much time is sucked away from all the yeah. stuff that you probably used to do. You know, it's the same oh, for me. Absolutely. I'm sure it's the same for you. We're yeah. the same as that. I can imagine, remember last year when we were doing the pod and it was like, we were doing the same thing, working full-time jobs and pod and building and getting the business off the ground to ready to launch for January was everything outside of that. Yeah. And it's like, it hasn't really, it's got better because we still work different hours, but finding that balance, I think is a good lead on to our, our question around heaps normal. Like what is the thing that you both turn to if you are looking to put some energy back in your life? Heaps normal, our sponsor, non-alcoholic beer. Throw that one in there. Best beer in the beer. <laughs> yeah, we know Maddo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. M was our stylist for our last shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Small yeah. world. She's a legend too, man. They're yeah, so she's fucking great. Cool. Probably the two coolest people I know, I reckon. Yeah, I know. They're much cooler than we are. Yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> that's why we align ourselves with cool people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do? Um, I think it is. It's just finding those little moments, right? And and like we said before, like just remembering we're doing this for fun. And like, yeah. okay, if something doesn't happen, and this is actually because there's two of us, generally one's up when the other's down. So we can kind of like counterbalance each other. So if one of us is kind of spiraling or freaking out that we've got too much to do, it's like, well, what's the worst that happens? We don't knit that sample in time for the shoot or yeah. like, you know, we spend, we take a little extra time to get back to a customer on an inquiry. Like it's not the end of the world and we can, we can balance each other out and kind of provide that support to each other, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. I think for, for me, it's, I used to go camping a bit with my partner, Dane. He made me an outdoor cat. I've been in indoor cat for most of my life. So I think it's been really hard. Like with lockdown, you can't go anywhere. So it's just finding, you know, is it going for a walk and just going out into nature and just disconnecting? Because I'm, and I'm sure Morse is the same, like I'm attached to my devices at all times. And I think it's also coming from like a digital marketing background you're like always on your phone you're checking results you're looking at this you're looking at that and I I particularly find it really hard just to disconnect so that's why like for me I took up knitting so it's kind of this really great synergy of you know the business while like the business side of it can be really intense the actual knitting is kind of like my escape which is really beautiful that it's also now our jobs, which mm. is really nice. That that screen time is a really interesting one. We we talk about Sometimes, all the time. Do you get the notification and I'm like, oh, fuck. I and, know. That's my job though. You know, fuck it. I, know. Like, I, I used to have the limits on my phone and then I'd clock them at like lunchtime. I'm like, oh my God. What a minute. I, so you can set boundaries. Yeah, like you can like now. stop. You can shut off apps after a certain amount of time. Or like if you've been on your screen for too long, it actually just like blocks you out of your phone. And I'd always just then go and turn it off. I had the app that I used to count how many times I unlocked my screen. So I would be from the time I woke up, I'd have this thing and I would but when I was um still living in Melbourne, traveling into into the city for work. And I remember by getting by the time I got to work at like 8 39 o'clock, I'd already had over a hundred unlocks. So it's like, it's, it's like this habit of like, all right, check, put down, check, put down. And I think it was the selfie camera. The pretty selfie much, camera, right? Because yeah, I'm such yeah. a selfie taker. <laughs> it's just insane how like, it, it, it's one of those things that when we, we talk about it, like if you're growing a business and you're, your whole way you do it is on this digital presence, you're across platforms, but it's the, also the thing that you know that you need to get away from to be able to get some energy back. It's a bit, it's a really weird balance because I find it like, fuck, I need to be checking because that's work, but I need to be, yeah having some time and then you're getting angry but then you're getting angry you know because you're like fuck i'm on this and now well i shouldn't be angry just accept it you know (laughs) just do what you got to do it is hard too because we do get um a lot of like customer 
like SOSs, you're yeah. like, oh, I like I really want to respond to them straight away because I want to help them. I don't want them to sit there and be like, what do I do? Because yeah. like that's our product, you know, and like we're only as good as our customer service. So that is also really hard. And you know, sometimes we're just like, we can see each other responding at you know, like 10, 11 o'clock and we're like, please put your phone down and go to bed. Like this can wait till tomorrow. We're not saving lives. Mm. Um, yeah. But it is hard yeah. to put yourself away from it. Yeah, it is hard because it is wrapped up in your head like it is your world. You know what I mean? So it is hard to step out and zoom out and have that perspective. Maybe that's experience. Mate, you Something send I don't messages, have. You send messages all the time. You're always ready for a chat. Yeah, it's like 12 o'clock at night. So I'm like, yeah, anyone got a fucking pot idea? Let's do it. Sorry, since we started Cardi Game, I'm just thinking about switching off your phone. I've been on two sort of mini holidays since we started Cardi Game. And both times I've gone, one time I was in Tassie and the other time I was up um on the Sunshine Coast and both times just really bad phone reception coincidentally and both times Cardi Game's absolutely blown up and Kat's been left to like literally fight the fires. I remember um, one day we had like um, Clementine Ford um, posted a, a story about us. She'd got one of our kits and was, and was talking about knitting it and I was literally on a beach with almost zero phone reception and Kat's calling me like, Clementine Ford has just posted about us. I was like, we've got oh thousands God. of followers. What do we do? And I'm just like, well, I can't really do much. I don't have any phone reception. Oh, no. Every time I'm like, thanks, Paul. It's, it's great for the business, not great for my heart rate. Could be a good omen. I reckon you yeah. should start planning yeah. more holidays. That could be your key responsibility in the business. I agree. Ship her yeah. off more. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't mind that, though. That's like you, you get a bit. You get a bit of phone reception even there's a bit of hard work to do. Yeah, I'll just go missing. I'm, I'm probably in the bath, put the phone on the charge out the other room. <laughs> you mentioned um, PR influencers. You guys blew up. You're on all these different, um, was it a broadsheet? Broad yeah, Frankie. Frankie. Sort of yeah, PR, like, the importance of PR. Because we talk about it all the time. I don't, like if you're starting up a business now, you're launching a product, the importance of PR and getting that social cred and all that, how important was it for you guys and what was the process? absolutely massive like massive for us I mean I think again having marketing backgrounds we like PR was just integral to our like campaign planning and how we were going to launch yeah um and we um yeah we like we wrote press releases when we launched and and really tried to sort of push some of those media outlets and and get um get coverage um and I think it was like we sent off the press releases in January and um, didn't get, didn't hear anything back um, for a little while. And then all of a sudden things just started popping up like broadsheet, timeout, et cetera. And we were like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, it, it's it's funny because you put it out there and then you just kind of hope someone's going to think it's a good idea and, and want to talk about you guys. But um, yeah, it's it's been incredibly important. And I think actually one of the massive credits to our brand is um, we've got some amazing friends that do incredible work like our photographer, um, Alex Parker, who um, is a friend and and done our photography for us since we launched. And just having like that really premium looking photography to start with, I think made those media outlets much more interested in our brand because we kind of, you know, it's something that looks good that you want to share with with their audiences. So I think that's been hugely helpful as well. Yeah. Well, you'd have the insight when you're in terms of what, what, what uh, they're looking for, what stories do they run? So it's almost like you can sort of plan around it, create the narrative. Are you girls sort of in the war room together, like nutting it out and figuring out, all right, we know that these types of magazines write about this sort of stuff. We're we're just going to explain a story like this. 
Definitely. And we have um, a friend of ours who is in PR, Jess. She was like, here's my list of people and, like, here are some tips. So, like, we, as marketers, like, you like we're quite generalists, but we don't know everything. And so that's why, like, talking to these people who are experts that we actually just have as friends, we've been so, so lucky. Like, the village that has supported us because we wouldn't have been able to, you know, get in as much as we would have. But... You know, there's been articles that have gone up that we haven't even known about and people will send them to us. We're like, oh, my God, like we had no idea. We're in this Singapore newspaper. We're like, what the hell? How are people finding out about us? It's pretty epic. What about personally about um, the, was there a decision about being at the forefront, so having your personal brands representing the brand? I think that's a that's an interesting <laughs> yeah, topic yeah. where people, because people, not everyone feels comfortable to be front and square of what it is, and some people prefer yeah. to give the brand a message and they get to go hide behind stuff. Was it a conscious decision for you to come out and talk openly about what you're doing and saying we're the people behind it? It's funny you say that because we feel like we don't do it because we're both, like, a bit awkward, and I think... We're not, we're not awkward, but we feel uncomfortable being at the forefront. Like even when we launched the business, before we launched, we were like, do we put our names to this and, and share it or do we just kind of make it its own thing? Because, you know, it is really exposing to put your name to something when you don't know if it's going to do well and you're like, oh, are people going to laugh at us because you have this niching business? But you just have to get over it. Um, and, you know, like this for us is massive. We haven't spoken to anyone like show our faces and stuff before and we're like is this even like useful content but um I think it is you know people see like what makes our brand unique is also us and we have to be comfortable with that and like our story and you know if it does help someone else then that's great but yeah yeah I think like we did we definitely spoke about it at the start we're like okay we're thinking about our content strategy like are we, are we part of this brand and, you know, yeah, like are we going to post our story um, to, our, to our Instagram audience primarily? Um, and then I think the proof is in the pudding though. Like if we don't tell people that we only started knitting a year ago yeah. and that it's actually, you know, these are the challenges we had with it and this is what we've learned, then I don't think people would necessarily buy into the idea as much as they have. Yeah, oh, it's way more oh. authentic. Well, and, and it's easier, I think, when you're being yourself and then you can talk about what you're building. And if you have yeah. challenges, I feel like with what we can build, like if something fucks up, we go, oh, sorry, it fucked up. We're working on this and people yeah. sort of forgiving, you know, it's like yeah, totally. the balance of the community. Um, and I'm sure like if you want to build this out and have more great ideas, people need to get to know the people behind the machine for all sorts of things like investment, maybe later down the track and all that sort of stuff. So it yeah. definitely makes sense. What yeah. about working with friends? We have a lot of people... Um, we've had some people on the pod actually who said no, no to working with friends. We actually really <laughs> believe in working with friends and we yeah. can work with anyone else really. So we're building out our whole business around sort of friends and all that sort of stuff. But um, well, how have you found it working together as, as friends? Any punch-ons? Yeah. Not yet. No, I'm kidding. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're 10 months in, guys. <laughs> There's still plenty of time. No. <laughs> we've been, like, it's funny because we listened to this other podcast and it was talking about how when they had blow-ups, we're like, well, like we've never had, we just, you know, we went into the business knowing how each other operates and knowing each other's strengths and, you know, how you act when you're stressed. And we can, it's those things that sometimes they take time to learn, but we went in straight away knowing like, you're really great at this, like you own this. And like, you're really great at this, you own this. Mm. And we have similar values, um, same work ethic, you know, so there's kind of never been those sort of like, I'll pull your socks up because we both have this, 
which is not a great trait. We both think that the other person's always doing more, so we, like, go harder and drive yeah. ourselves forward. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I think it's been awesome and, like, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. No, no hold you accountable, doesn't it? That, that sort of stuff, that's how we feel too. It's like, yeah. it's like having a gym, like you're going to the gym with someone every day, you know? It's like, fuck, you need... It's hard to go by yourself, especially at the start. Especially because we don't go to the gym. Especially I haven't stepped foot in the gym (laughs) for six years. (laughs) What is that foreign concept? But we also think like we're quite open with each other. Like um, we've kind of along the way done a few things just to make sure that we are on the same page. Like we've written, we we took some time to write like what do we see ourselves doing in Cardigang in 12 months' time? And we kind of prepared them separately and then we came together and read them together and like, Thank God they were aligned. They were the same. But it was it was just like, you know, and we check in with each other and we're like, do you feel like, you know, you're getting the support you need? Do you feel like you're doing an equal share of the work, et cetera? So like we are, we do take it seriously. We don't just take it for granted because the worst thing that could possibly happen is that our friendship gets compromised over it. Yeah. What about some personal learning stuff? Where are you looking for inspiration, content? If in the two minutes you have spare between work and and (laughs) doing party gang, are you do you audible podcast read books youtube what's the what's the go yeah a bit of column a and b and c and d i am i listen to a lot of business podcasts like we love lady brands and that was one that really helped us like when we were thinking about the business it really helped sort of make it less of a pipe dream and more of a potential, you know, real opportunity for us. So those sort of things, like, personally, I love. In terms of inspiration for Cardi Gang, there's looking at definitely social. As much as I, like, hate saying that, that's, like, a huge part of research is looking at what other brands are doing and looking at, you know, knitwear trends or just, like, fashion trends. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, blogs, bit of Pinterest we use a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, downtime, yeah. I mean, what is I'm, downtime? Well, I'm obsessed with Audible. Like, I've got audiobooks on all the time. Um, so that's yeah. a good, yeah, a good kind of non-work. I can't sit, I can't pay attention to an audiobook. <laughs> I, like, I'm in for about a chat, like, five minutes, then my brain's over here and over here. So I'm not. I'm the same. Do you listen to a normal speed? Is it one time speed or do you get them to read it to you quickly? No, no, I don't know. I think that would, I, I listen to it before I go to bed and I reckon if I listen to it on like 1.2, like like yeah. that's him. He's, he's, he's like in bed. Sometimes I, right. I, sometimes I like tune, turning it right up. Just oh, mate. You don't know how to switch off. Don't know how to switch off. What are you reading at the moment? What's on, what's on Audible? I just finished um, Barack Obama's autobiography, which was pretty cool. And listening to him before you go to sleep every night is really Did relaxing. Did you read it? Yeah, he's got a nice voice, doesn't he? Oh, soothing. Does Denzel Washington have an audible book? Surely. Bedtime stories, wouldn't he? I hope so. I love Denzel. What a guy. What about platforms? I think that this is something when someone's starting a side hustle, trying to decide, do we do all the platforms? Do we start with one? Do we do one well? Do I need to do TikTok? Like, Tell us through some of the thought process that you went through about picking the platforms to launch a brand. Yeah, I think we went with what we are most comfortable with <laughs> just because it's like we feel like a boomer when you open TikTok. It's like, what do I do with this thing? And we have a really, we can actually share it with you after this and attempt at a reel that really was an absolute stitch up from Morgan. So thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we've, we went with Instagram sort of to start with and, you know, just kind of share stuff onto Facebook as we go. But we're also in like 
female sort of entrepreneur groups on Facebook. And when we started, we were sharing our story in there and sharing the business. And that also was a massive sort of skyrocket. So in terms of Facebook, it's more us as ourselves, like talking about our business, but Instagram is definitely like where it's at for us. And it's where our customers are. We've found anyway. Yeah. And obviously like visual mediums, like critical for us because people need to be able to share um, and we need we need platforms where we can kind of create that community. I think um, as we look forward for the brand as well, Facebook might become more important to us as we start to maybe create a bit of a 360 community mm-hmm. so that our, you know, our community can talk to each other and kind of share wins and, and struggles and things. So um, yeah, that that one's something on the on the plans potentially. Yeah. And you know, if because we are also limited by time, we have to be really picky. Um, because you know there is a part of you that's like I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do Pinterest and I want to do TikTok and I want to do but at the end of the day like we're two people that also have full-time jobs so we're like let's do one and let's do it well and then when we have time and once that's coming then we can sort of move on to the next thing. Is, is the plan to scale out and build a bit of a team behind it eventually like a, get, get like a big crew in and then all of a sudden you can sort of step back is that yeah. the long-term vision? Yeah, I mean, we've got like our packers and we've got our granny gang who are a gang of knitters. Um, so we do some ready-to-order knits. Um, so we we kind of have this team behind us already, which does help just even knowing mentally that we're not at the warehouse packing every day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we do have big ambitions for, for the brand and mm-hmm. it just, yeah, who knows? I guess the beauty of our product is like, we're only limited by our imagination in terms of the patterns that we can create, right? Like as long as we've got enough yarn in stock and we're looking at different fibres at the moment, so beyond just wool, um, but we can like write patterns until our heart's content really. So we like it's more a case of just, yeah, having the bandwidth to think of them. Um, but, yeah, we've got no plans on slowing down. What about uh, the thought process of, this has gone from work, I've launched a side hustle, it's gone 10 months in, it's taken off in the way that it has. Um, I want to go into like the thought process around what, when's the right time to jump? When do we go all in? I'm sure that they're conversations that you, you're both having and talking about. Like, how do you... Hopefully no one's listening. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we spoke about this before. We were like, how do we say this? <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard it thing. We had the same thing. I suppose for us, like you, you had like a bit, bit of a solid plan. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm doing it too. And it was like, <laughs> I plan to quit. Locke goes, I'll do it too. I'll do it too. And then he quit. Oh I quit you know, I got walked and then she's like, grouse, I'm on fucking holidays until this. Until this <laughs> guy's crazy, right? yeah, but seriously, it was like I the plan thing I was ready which to Which one of us like, is the Locky and which one is the It's crazy. Locke just quit. Uh, he's like, that's it. I'm doing it too. And he's done. I feel like I'm a winner. It worked, didn't it? <laughs> it didn't work yeah, for yeah. us. But it's a hard thing. We're talking heaps of different people. It's a, it, when is the right time? How to approach it? Like, yeah. I'm sure that you, you both your works are um, encouraging of having a side yeah. hustle. But it's an interesting thing to, like, the employee-employee relationship and having a business going on the side. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And also, it's a question of, like, what do I get from my full-time job that I don't get from Cardi Gang? Like, I think that you know, at the moment, both things are really fulfilling for me. And I think that I learn stuff in my full-time job that I can take and apply to Cardi Gang. And I think that, you know, it's definitely something we're thinking about in the future around like, okay, well, there's two of us. Do, does one of us go into the business full-time while the other one still, you know, keeps their full-time job or, um, so yeah, I mean, it's on our minds, like we're thinking about it, but I think at the moment we're, we're feeling like 
we can balance the two things pretty well. Um, yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's a question of like, what will you lose if you, if you don't have that other kind of part of your life that you're, that you're working in as well? Oh, that's a good answer. Well, that's like a good that. answer. And you well can done. you keep it a mystery between the who the two, you know. Right? That's good. <laughs> Whereas that's, that's why I did to answer that question. <laughs> that is the best. That was that's a really good answer. answer. I couldn't get any better than that, actually. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're at the pointy end of the end of the year now. What's planned for Cardi Gang between now and Christmas? And what are we gonna expect to see? Oh, just you wait. This is why we've got our business coach, because we hadn't even clocked that Christmas was less than 100 days away. We were just like cruising through. We're like, oh, my God. So, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, we'll give you the inside scoop. We're doing some Christmas sweaters. So, and it's unisex and it and also kids because we don't do anything by halves. So, we're like, let's just do it for everybody. So, we've got some, like, ugly but cool Christmas sweaters that are coming out sort of early to mid-October. Um, and then also because we know that, um, you know, gifting our kids just organically has been really like such a strong thing for us. We're doing um, some of that and also choosing your, your colour is often the hardest part when it comes to buying one of our kits. So we're taking that sort of stressor away and giving away like prepackaged kits. So we're really going to go hard for Christmas. We haven't done it before. We know that it's summer but hopefully people will still be interested you know knit now wear later um it's a skill that you'll have for life so yeah yeah we're going hard into christmas i literally cannot wait to see like mum, dad kids all in their matching christmas sweaters like oh, i reckon yeah. it'll be all on everyone's every family's christmas card with the dog and all that yeah, sort of that's thing. the plan i know yeah. got to do dog yeah. we've both got sort of families that might that might oh happen, my mum my mum she loves she will listen to this episode and she'll start knitting for sure. She'll start knitting again. She's very crafty. She does like, she's got a cricket at home. So oh. she's making all our, she's just making bootleg merch for us, which is good. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. so she's got good. a cricket and she does all, she's real creative. So I think like, she's going to see this ugly. You should meet fucking her. Be all over we'll it. be all over it in the Christmas oh. sweaters. I'll be in it. Don't worry, Christmas day. Yeah. But thank you, thank you both for jumping on and um, letting us pick your brains about your journeys. It's unreal to see what you've been able to build to this point and excited to see where things go. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. It was great to chat. Yeah, it was awesome. There you go. Hey, tell you right now, if MySpace was still around, Cardi Gang would be in our top eight friends, I reckon, for sure. They're fucking legends. What they're doing, honestly, I reckon in like four or five years' time, this could be the biggest thing in Oz. I've got a feeling. Yeah, big, 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 big fan. Big, 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 big fan. That's it. Hey, but if you're new to the pod, we drop guest episodes Monday, Thursday. Snacks pods, they come at you hot Tuesday, Wednesday. And our new segment, Hot or Not, drops every Friday. See you tomorrow.